What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> Period. Can you hear me? Because I just knocked the mic over. Yeah, as long as you're talking to the same side you was talking into before. I am. Yeah. Oh. I messed something up. I'm sorry. Your facial expression is how I am when my hair won't get right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. Okay, I'm not touching it. Please. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah, we back in this thing. I it's okay. Gone. It don't sound bad. Either way, it sounds better than what we had before. <laughs> but since we had perfect before, that one episode, that job was crispy, boy. It sounded like we was in each other's lap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so crispy. Oh, so crispy. Who was that? She was on that show, the TLC show. She replaced Left Eye. Remember? See, I do remember I be remembering stuff. You just unlocked a core memory. I'm telling you, T. Oh my God. Okay, that's crazy. It's like I knew it, I knew it from somewhere. Oh, so crispy. Hey, sis. She worked at that um at that one gym. We used to pass all the time on the bus, remember? And we was like, dang, also Crispy right there at that gym. She she a teacher at the gym or like an instructor. Which gym? Gold's gym. It, it was, I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it was by Cumberland or something. But we used to go by there. Oh, the bus. Right. I ain't heard that name in so long. <laughs> it was something else that happened the other day. Somebody reminded me. Oh, I know what it was. When I was in element, you know Kelly, right? Well, I have um I actually met Kelly in second grade and her cousin Lauren. And after school, they used to go to this place called um, Mary's Math Center. It was an um, after-school program or whatever. And this girl named April was tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, my God, it just unlocked the memory. Because I remember after school, I used to think that Lauren and Kelly were so cool. because. So I went to an after-school program that was funded by the government basically okay and mary's you know was like something that you choose to put your kids in so they can get good and they mad but apparently miss mary was abusive listen i'm gonna say this um i've experienced both camp best friends and then we had the the um the at the summer camp that came with chestnut ridge the one that was with chestnut ridge was way better so you know what's crazy? I never been to Camp Best Friends, and I definitely never knew it was free until I became an adult. Girl, it was so ghetto. I don't care, but they used to be deep <laughs> at the zoo. They used to be deep, but let me tell you something. It used to be real hood because Camp Best Friends is free. It's free, so we used to have to share buses. So we would have to like one side of the bus would be like if you been here, Camp Best Friends, and then the right side of the bus would be like Overlook. Best, I don't care. Point. When I was that young, I wouldn't have cared. I just wanted to they go. They used to try to fight us. Like it was real crazy. It was real character. Was, okay. I feel you though. Well, my characters ain't building off of that. I was just playing. No, I feel you. it was them and it was uh for the white kids. It was kids are kids. So when you go on to field trips, I remember you said, I swear this is gonna sound so ignorant, but I never used to see white people until we went on field trips to like the zoo or like I places. People like do that. not believe me when I say that. We did not have white people in our school. I did not. And I used to always associate the zoo with white. I was like, wow, it's going to be a bunch of white people there. (laughs) That's crazy. No, seriously. And now in Atlanta, it's so mixy. Yeah. It's crazy. 
It's like Atlanta growing up in Atlanta was really insane because we really never interacted with white people. We never had so to. It was very weird. Like even now I feel like my interaction with anybody outside of the black race is very different. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and it's so obvious too because like out here since it's not that many I mean it's a lot of black people but of course in California white and Hispanic people and Latino people are going to overpower black people. So anytime I run into somebody black we just be cheesing. Hey, sis. Yeah, ain't. I don't even know what. I, right, you just gotta build that foundation. First of all, I just looked up also crispy on Instagram. Sis only got twelve hundred followers. We need to we need to amplify her. So, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. When we say only twelve hundred followers, imagine knowing twelve hundred people. That's overwhelming. No, you're right. No, no, and I don't mean it that way because I saw something similar on social media. But I, I guess I. I have more than that, and I'm nobody with no talent. So I'm just saying, she actually oh, has Oh, you got talent. talent. Okay. I don't have anything to offer people that follow me. I barely post, so you God offer people. You offer a comedic account? Barely. Also with, when I feel uh, like it. I literally share something funny every semester. Okay. <laughs> semester? Yes, but anyway, let's go back to back to what we were just talking about. So one um a couple weeks ago, I was talking to my aunt, and I was asking her just about. So my granddad, he was uh one of the, like he he was Atlanta Police Department very early on, like when black people was you know it was during segregation basically during the civil rights um era, and so when he was a when he was policing, he actually could not arrest a white person without another white person being present. Like that's how it was, and so. I had asked my aunt, like, you know, they all grew up on the west side off Campbellton in the Greenbrier area. And I was just asking her, like, did y'all even, did y'all experience a lot of racism and stuff like that? But she was telling me, like, kind of like us, they had everything they needed in their community. They didn't have, they didn't really encounter white people unless they went downtown or somewhere. And so it just made me wonder um, about the people that did experience racism. I guess it's maybe people who worked in certain areas or had to go to a certain area for a certain thing. And she said when, um, whenever she would engage with a white person, it would be maybe somebody that has like a hat shop and they need a hat made or something like that. But it wasn't, they didn't really experience the kind of racism that we learn about because they were restricted there. But obviously my granddaddy did because he was out yeah. working in the city, but his kids, they didn't have to. Yeah, um, what's so crazy is that since I didn't have white people around me growing up, I automatically thought that <clears throat> um, segre- I'm not, like racism was 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 f- like far gone. Oh, no. And I know that was me, me being ignorant, but I also was in elementary school, so I didn't I know. I feel it, though, because it's like, what y'all talking about? Yeah, so, I definitely always knew it was, I well, I knew it from TV just in general, but I didn't, yeah. even though I didn't, I didn't encounter it, I felt like I knew enough to know that it was real. And I went to Mount Olive, which was a somewhat, East Point has always had some mixiness, but not yeah. a lot, but it was enough for me to be exposed to um, white people. But oh, anyway, yeah, let's mama, this episode. Um, Huh? My, my mama used to. My mama was might as well have been. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosa Parks, cause she. Okay. She. I used to be in the house and I used to be like, "Dang, I don't want to grow up like that." And here I am. I am <laughs> Black Power. <laughs> I'm Young Thug. All right. So first things first, let's get into the Black Business of the Week. All right. So something that I shared on my Instagram stories is last week is. Basically, I worked with an attorney who was a prior guest, Rita Esquire, um, Come on, to have Rita. estate planning done. So I now have a will and a trust. And that is Go so off. Period. 
So, you know, this is something I thought about for a long time. As we all know, when people pass away, people's, you know, trying to find out how much money they had, who getting the house, how you paying for the funeral, how you doing this, how you doing that, what do they have? People really start, people show they behind when somebody die, man. Listen. It's so sad. It's really sad. And, you know, I know we talk a lot about life insurance, and sometimes people think that they don't have anything to lose. But one thing that Rita said that stuck with me, she was like, even if you think you don't have anything to leave your family, do not leave them with a headache. And um, so because I started acquiring more properties, I felt like, okay, I think I have some things that are of value that I don't want, like, the government to take or whoever. You know, I don't want people to be fighting over it. And I've always... Even if I just had a car, I felt like, I mean, I had something worth splitting up, but, you know, I just didn't know enough. So I just reached out to, reached out to Rita. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I saw you posting that you offer these services. I would like to, you know, sit down and talk about a will and the trust. And we did. We had a Zoom meeting. And she just explained to me the difference between the two, um, how I can delegate things, how it works, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't, I cannot regurgitate the same verbiage that she used, but long story short, I have a will that rolls into a trust and with the trust it is it does not involve the courts basically so when i pass whenever you know god calls me home which is so weird to even say out loud these like even let's say i'm in a lot of debt my stuff will still be protected in my trust so the people who i assign them to they'll be able to acquire my home they'll be able to have my car and things like versus a will which is a little bit public you that you have to go through the courts. You got to do all these other things. The trust kind of handles that for you. Now, if I'm wrong, correct me, Rita. But um, the trust is more has more protection. So a lot of people that have houses, a lot of money. If I, I look at people, I look at people's real estate records. All if I drive past a mansion, I look it up. I want to know who it is. And a lot of these big, big, big houses are always in a trust. They're never in the owner's name, which is good. I somebody can get sued. Something could happen. You still got your stuff, and you could pass it down to your family. So anyway. Right now, I have two active real estate properties in my name. And if anything happened to me, I don't want it to just go. I want to give it to my nephews, my nieces, my mama, somebody. Like, no, there's no reason I work hard for it to just go in vain. So that's what I did. I broke up all the liquid cash I have to date. I actually set a hard number. I was like, all right, this much goes to this person, this person, this person. Everything else goes to this. So obviously, I'll adjust that over time. But I've I even set a point where... If I pass at this age, it goes to this person. But if I pass at this age, it goes to this person. Cause like I, I put my niece and nephews in it, and they're not none of them are eighteen yet. So I don't okay. want them to have certain things until they're eighteen. You know, and that's not to be funny, but obviously they can't do nothing with it when they're eleven or four or whatever the case is. You need to so, say twenty five because that's the age where you develop some I, type of. I said twenty two because that's the typical age you graduate from college. So you okay. know. So they don't, you know, they're a little bit more mature. They have been through some things. They've graduated from high school. And what they do with it at that point, yeah, it's between them and God because I'm going to be up there with them. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so even down to my furniture, my um, even Hazel, I have to set everything. It was really tough that I can't lie because I really had to think about what I want to happen to the things that I've earned while I was alive at once I passed away. I had to assign an estate um planner i mean i don't know a trustees a person that i'm i'm giving that choice to. i had to t determine if i wanted to be cremated or if i wanted to be buried if i want them to resuscitate me who do i want to make medical choice for me and this is all important and it's tough to even think about because it, it actually made me think like dang do i want kids yeah because i'm over here leaving stuff to my nephews my siblings and there's nothing wrong with that but when we talk about generational wealth and leaving things for your family, it's like that is this is how you build it. You leave it, you get these things, and you pass it down. Now I know that my family will take it. The family that I've assigned have, will take care of my things. But 
I'm just saying, what better person than your own kids? You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, hundred percent. I highly, highly, even if y'all are not ready to proceed, just reach out to Rita, and you know, get some answer any ask any questions you may have. Um, so for transparency, mine was about seven fifty. I don't know if it's different if there are different tiers, but what I got was seven fifty, and that's with the the trust and the will. Now I know that might be a little pricey, but I'm I'm. I feel like you could probably find a way to have that written off in your taxes. But seven fifty versus, you know, the amount of time and the, thing, the losses you might take. Ten bands, because it's, yeah, it's I mean, really, uh, the minimum really cost for a basic funeral is like ten thousand dollars. Exactly, and that's not even get on life insurance. But yeah, and so and you can also have that. So if something happens to me, pay for my burial and then split my money. It's just all these things are important. And I know everybody just ain't got seven fifty to throw at stuff, but maybe if you could, you, if you want to budget towards it or I was actually just told this week by a friend that some companies reimburse for estate planning. So I'm actually going to look into that myself to see if they can retroactively reimburse me. But it's absolutely worth looking into. Even if you don't work with Rita, look into it in general. Maybe there's a way you can find another method. But anyway, so Rita, her name is Rita Sarpong. And on, on Instagram, she's Rita ESQ. Now, I don't know if she prefers to be contacted that way. So I'm just going to give you all her email address and then you can reach out to her. Her email address is Rita, R-I-T-A, at Tatum Legal Group, T-A-T-U-M Legal Group.com. I'm going to put the information in the episode notes, but while I discuss that, Tatum Legal Group is a black-owned law firm in Tucker, Georgia. Let me tell you something. I went up in there. She introduced me to the owner. I said, oh, period, a black lady with dreads from the east side. You know, I... It was very fine. It was a nice office and a nice... Actually, the building was where I went to therapy the first time, but we ain't going to talk about it. Anyway, it was... <laughs> so this is a, a two-for-one um, um, Black Business of the Week. But I was very... I felt really good being there, supporting Black attorneys, Black... You know, it just was amazing. I'm like... And it was so cool. It just was. It was. It was good feel. So anyway, Tatum um, for the for the law group. It is TatumLegalGroup.com. Now I advise y'all to just check out the website. They offer so many services: car injuries, in you know, uh, accidents, slips and falls, wrongful death, business to, um, solutions. Just check them out. Make a note if you don't need them today. Maybe you'll need them in the future. But I, you know, I'm very glad that I did. I'm sitting here looking. Look at my envelope right here. I got one for my doctor. This one right here. It says. Uh, healthcare director, gotta give it to my daughter, and then this right here is my living trust, revocable trust, because I can oh, wow. revoke the rights. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. Um, it's so funny you said you went, you, you visited the uh, law office, and it was owned by a black woman. Um, I had a client named Sheila, and she has a whole law firm that she owns, and she has offices in Chicago, Atlanta, and another city. And I used to work with her um, a few years ago. I don't know where she is, but. Um, I lost contact with her because I I lost contact um, purposely um, with her uh, assistant. <laughs> I wasn't really a fan. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, she don't listen to the show. But I mean, you don't lost contact. I, don't, I mean, we only girl. She tried me on some real like she. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. But um, Sheila Sheila's law firm I thought was cool because. She pulled in like literally the people around her to work for her. So her brothers were under her law firm. Mm, um, she had friends under that. And then I also had a client that had her own um, psychiatry office downtown. 
this lady was trying to get me to be a psychologist. She was like, you need to go to school for it. That's what they were telling me. They were telling me I can go to law school. But sweet, I told them, I said, I found a way to make the same kind of money for less. and won't be doing it. <laughs> I'll be outside. So, you know, be going from outside to going inside like that? I was but yeah, I don't know. I thought about it. I told her that I did want to um, just go to school to get a degree in something just so I can have a secondary plan. And my that's secondary plan was to be um, a psychologist. I was like, I actually would, I, I think I would really enjoy going to school for psychology because on my own, I study a lot about um, not just human anatomy, but just the way humans think and how certain things come about, how people create, uh, you know, have traumatic experiences. Like I look up stuff like that all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, it's good that it's good to pursue something you naturally have an interest in, unlike me yeah. picking safe uh-uh. stuff. So I think that's good because a lot of times, especially when you think about people that are lawyers and doctors, those are typically things that people have always known from the jump because those are like the standard career paths. Like, what you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a lawyer. But a, doctor, um, a lawyer. Yeah. Real um, big shout out to Rita because. I feel like she, besides Catherine, she's the only lawyer that I know. Like, I don't know any other lawyers, literally. I don't even know who I would call. And Rita has helped me so much over the years, y'all. She literally coached me through my lawsuit when I sued my neighbor. Like, she really, and I always say she fired me for my first job because she worked for HR. She had to give me that call. But she is really good people. She also does services for trademarks, copyright, everything. She does everything, I'm telling you. And she worked full-time. So, and she is reliable. She's very professional. She cool. She got dreads and she go to Encore Fitness. Effect Fitness. I said Encore. That's see though. And that's good that you can um, move on from that. Because let me tell you something. The person that fired me from Six Flags will never get a <laughs> you chance. You know I ended up working with him later on. That's, remember <clears throat> at the Braves? Yeah, he looked like Braves. I was playing out. He actually is sickening. He, had a, he actually was like a beautiful man. but No, was, he actually. Why, you right. But I'm, he was I very college, and now think about it. How old do you think he was? I don't know. I ran into him at Bulldogs one time, and he still looked the same. Yeah, when I saw him at Six Flags, I knew them teeth. I'm like, oh, oh, not I typed in his first name, and he came up on LinkedIn. Let's see. <laughs> it's the teeth for me. Okay. Okay. So now he's oh, he worked for the Braves for a long time, right after um Six Flags. Now he transitioned. Okay. He's the people and culture director. Well, y'all sure know how to pick him. Okay, because that, that wasn't culture for me, boo. Chap. Let, like... let me see when he graduated from college. That'll tell us how old he is or a window. Let me find out he ain't got no degree. He don't have no... Oh, my bad. He graduated from uh, Columbus. He went to Columbus State? The way he carried himself, I thought he would have went to Yale or something. And he went to University of Anyway, I ain't going to put all this business out here because with all these details, you can find them, child. But he graduated from college in 2002, so he's um about six years older than us. Which is crazy because at Six Flags, he looked a lot older than he was. Yeah. Anyway. It was given, like a, it was given 40. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was top flight since day one. Jesus. Whatever. <laughs> you let it go. <laughs> no, nah, because no, nah, I feel you, but you know you was they're traumatic too, though. Because now that I go to Six Flags and I be looking at people, even the one in Atlanta, they got dreads, mm-hmm. they got color, they hair, they can have visible tattoos and piercings and stuff. And I'm like, bro, 
Yeah, can I, I go back and file a class? I like we were too young school. to have to be restricting ourselves that way because that's the time to me. That's the age where you should be able to try stuff. That's like what that. I'm saying. Let me do me, and it wasn't even nothing. I just had two lines. I like shirts, and our hair is our hair can't match. Man, my hair couldn't even touch my neck, my shirt. Yeah, at the top. I'm not doing racism. It sure is. Let me tell you, don't get me started because I have a whole two-hour conversation on how all this stuff is rooted in racism. <laughs> Sell it all the time. Because I have friends that always um, say things like, um, he need to get a lineup. He needs to comb his hair. He needs to do this. And I'm just like, that's his style. I'm like, it works. That's one thing to be groomed, another thing to be sloppy. And I don't think y'all know the difference. Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, mm-mm. So um, let's move into tweets from the streets. So let me make sure I get her ad name correct. This is a mutual friend of ours. I actually never, um, never even met her before. What's what's Ty's um, Twitter page? Who? Ty. 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 Taisha. Oh, Tywansha. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm just gonna go to somebody page who I know she follow, and you don't. Me. All right. So her Twitter name is Ride or Die Ty, and she tweeted something last week that led me to find somebody else's tweet, and um, I wanted to bring it up. So her um her tweet says, "I'm so lost. Why is everybody wearing Bass Pro merch now? Who? Bass, you know, like Bass Pro shops. Oh, the hats, yeah." I'm seeing it a lot, and to me, when I see him, it's my, it to me it's just like wearing a MAGA hat. If you ask me, but um, I've, I've I, seen a MAGA hat today. Really, I've only seen a couple in person, ironically, but um, oddly, I guess, and it was dirty, so I know they was wearing it out, <laughs> like they was wearing out the, the capital. But um, but you know what's interesting? I feel like ever since that dude was on video killing Dolph, I feel like that's when the, that's when I started noticing those hats. And I wonder if the shooter indirectly started a trend. Which is no, it was before that. Before that, um, okay. Yeah, this was this. They started wearing those hats maybe like 2020, like during the pandemic, the beginning of it, or maybe a little bit before. I don't know where that trend came from, but I never. First of all, I have locks now, so my hair can barely fit on hats. But I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you just might as well put on a MAGA hat if you ask me. I ain't hating, though. If y'all want to wear them, I mean, I can see how they can seem cool because trucker hats are cool. But nothing about an actual Bass Pro Shop screams, come one, come all to the black community. Yeah. Now, not Atlanta, but but I I can see how that can kind of resonate with people on the outskirts because a lot of people didn't go fishing. You yeah, know, and right. since we lived in the city, we didn't have that. We didn't have that. Well, we didn't. I know some people may have. Like, we even had people on campus road that would ride horses up and down. So, I tell you people. Right. My, my mom baby daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's now. like, you know, people did certain things that would con- be considered Southern. And it's, it's a lot of things. But I didn't resonate with that. Um, the hat wasn't that cool. But I can honestly say that all I of my friends I can see you with one, though. And a cigarette up your nose. You can see me when I don't smoke cigarettes. You did. I tried. Remember I smoke smoke clothes? Yeah, they taste like bananas. It was very, that was a very um, experimental moment in my life. I'm glad I tried it and didn't like it. So I wasn't addicted. Yeah, that's how I feel too about cigarettes. I'm like, this it? That's how I feel about a blunt. I'm like, what's the hype? And I'm not The weed for me is just, my mind races so much that it causes like me to be anxious. 
So when I smoke, I just be sitting there like, you know what? Relax. Like, you're fine. You're okay. You're doing good. Relax. Stop overthinking stuff. Move intentionally. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm able to actually sit in my thoughts instead of just, like, feeling like I always have to be somewhere. I'm always have to be doing something. See, yeah. I don't deal with it. I like to be doing nothing. But I do always yeah. end up doing something, I will say. Okay, so let's get into shop talk. Um, I got one. Can I start it yeah, off? Yeah, go ahead. So um, this past weekend, it was um, Dallas Pride, Dallas Black Pride. So um, for those of you who don't know, when it comes to Pride Month and just Pride festivities, um, just like anything else, um, Black people always feel that we don't feel really included in certain things so of course we celebrate pride but pride month is different for us because we have a different experience than anybody else that's not uh black pretty much so anywho um this past weekend was dallas pride dallas texas and um they had santana and they also had city girls pop out at the event and so during santana's set he um, unsolicited. I don't know what happened. Maybe he got. Maybe something happened to him before he got on stage. I don't know. But he came out on stage and he made like um, kind of like a PSA saying that gay men run the world. Uh, we taught y'all how to do this and this, this and this and this. And I, my mouth dropped because for one, the one last week I kind of brushed off because during that time when Blue Ivy was born and you know her um, pictures were circulating. A lot of people were talking about her. It wasn't just Santana. It was so many sure different people. Wouldn't. A lot of people forgot what they were saying, but we could search all y'all tweets and see it. Yeah. Like, blue. like it was, so, it, it wasn't just him. Like y'all can't do him like that because it was a lot of people saying that. Mm-hmm. But with this situation, I cringed and I folded up so bad because I understood what he was trying to say, but the delivery was 110% wrong. Okay. Let me just be the first to say I work in the beauty industry. And everything that I learned, I learned from a black woman, my mama. I literally used to watch my mama do her makeup, like, on the toilet. Like, watch her get ready. Everything that I learned about beauty and um, glam, anything like that, I learned that from a woman. So, for me, for him to just say anything, say something like, oh, we taught y'all how to do this and we taught y'all how to be a bad bitch. How are you able to teach a woman how to be a woman and you're not a woman. Yeah. No, I agree. It makes sense. Yeah, I was shocked too, but and I wanted to understand what he might have been trying to say, but I I couldn't. I mean, I know, I do know what he was what he could have been trying to say, but I don't think that's what he was trying to say. I think that he is getting caught up in the moment for real, for real. Not to defend what he said, because I do think he was absolutely wrong. But I think that he got so he has so much going on for him positively, so much hype. He getting different tweets, different messages, different, you know, comments, stuff like that. And I think he just is getting he feeling himself. Yeah. I mean he's in a he, and I always tell people, um, you know, no shade, but I always tell people you can always look at for me, I can always look at somebody just the way they act and the way they dress, the way they carry themselves. I can always tell when people are just now starting to get money or acquire money, like real money, you can see it. Like it's yeah. right there. I can I can see it right they there. Just I can do, see they it. overdoing a lot of stuff. And so, you know, he's definitely he has every right to be confident because he worked hard to hear what he is yeah, and yeah, I support yeah, him. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 
Um, I think that was very wrong for him to say. I think that what he may have been trying to say was that it's a lot of people um, who I've worked for, um, or just in general, women in general, and I I work for them, and, um, you know, they enjoy me. They enjoy who I am. They enjoy my work, and a lot of times I get homophobia from them. They say certain things like, I'm just so glad that you're not like the rest of them. I'm so glad that, you know, you're not extra. Uh, you make me look the best. Um, I even had a certain client ask me what was I wearing to the appointment because her husband was going to be there and he's homophobic. Mm. He doesn't oh like gay. God. So she's like, like I don't, you know, I don't want you to be doing too much. I'm not coming. And what do you mean? I had on sweatpants. What, what have I, have you already seen me in that make you want, make you think that? People see on my Instagram and like sometimes I'll put on platforms or, but even still, that has nothing to do with them. This That's is what I, I'm offended by that. Cause what you don't book me then. This, I'm is, ha- this not- happens a lot. This That's happens crazy. a lot. And I even had like a hairstylist that I was working with. Um, I had like got into it with her because she said something to the extent of like, if my son was to come home on that gay shit, I'm going to beat him. Like you, we not doing that. I work too hard for you to be. I said you work too hard for your son to be gay. So him for him to have sex with who he wants to. That's so. That was foul. Me and her got into it about that. But it's so much homophobia that that comes from that. Like from those. So I get it. He may have had an experience similar to mine because I get that all the time. Like people will treat you a certain way. Like when you when you're alone or when you in a group setting with other girls. It's like oh look at him. He got this going on, blah, blah, blah. But then when you're around men, you're trying to do everything to impress them. So it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's doing too much. I don't see it for that. But it's like, why? Yeah, I don't like that. I wish that people would just get out of their head and just be normal, whatever normal is. Just chill. Just chill. Let people who be who they are. People don't. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes people, they be worried about the wrong thing. People just be worried about the wrong thing. It's definitely situations where I can understand somebody not being comfortable. Like if, like, let's say you show them to do makeup, your nipples out, nipple rings, and all that. Okay, that's a, that's distracting. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I wouldn't show that. I wouldn't do that. But it's like if you wear heels, okay, that's probably doing a lot to be doing makeup. But what do you think? I'm just about to take it out and like, like, what do you think? I'm I mean, about to some, do? I mean, regardless. And I had this conversation all the time because I feel like it only comes from the guys because girls are allowed to be um, lesbians and be masculine. They can wear men's clothes and do this. And people don't even think twice sometimes. They just thought, oh, that's just my cousin. She gay. Whatever. Just let her do her. But when it comes to a man, it's just like, Doing man, doing you right. seen bro got them nails on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, let's what is that cool. about? A, man, a gay man is not. It's like more accepting when it's a woman. And women get the flip flop. Yeah. Me, People hey. automatically think, like, even, but you know what's so crazy though? It's homophobia within the black gay community. Like, I have people that'll say, he's too big to wear that. And I'm like, how are you able to tell him that he can't wear that? Just You, think he, chose, you think he chose to be that height? You think he yeah, chose to I be that? Like, I, it's so weird. Big. They too big, they too big. But I, now, I don't give a darn. I'm way more mature now than how I It's just weird. No, I agree. People just, and also, for real, for real, I think that people say that be around other people too because they think that that's what they expect them to say that might not even be how they really feel they just saying stuff to be saying it then you correct and they'll be like, like it's like when i see celebrities talk about the hateful dms they get 
And when they respond to when a person be like, oh, I was just playing, I love you. And it's like, why are you, you could have just kept your mouth closed. Just stand up. Okay, we can knees. Okay, so um, I can't remember who originally said this. I know it was someone from a podcast, but they were basically saying, or maybe okay, some okay, but they were basically saying that Chris Brown was more talented than Michael Jackson. Um, I need people to stop the comparisons with the old and young generation, or if I don't even know if Chris Brown is considered a young generation anymore, but I think it's really weird. And it's really annoying. Like, nobody is the next Michael Jackson. Nobody is the next Beyonce. Nobody is the next. They are literally who they are themselves. There's somebody before Michael Jackson that paved the way. But to, to say that somebody, that Chris Brown, now Chris Brown is extremely talented. Nobody can deny that. He can do anything. Literally. But yeah. to say he's more talented than Michael Jackson is crazy, especially when Michael Jackson invented the way that singers perform. He invented the way that we dance. He invented that style, that swag. Everything about him, he literally started trends. He created, no Chris Brown. He, he created like that stu- superstar. Yes, he, of, people know? used to pass out. They used to faint. They, it's just, it's just a, people used to go to stores and buy his music. It, music was not as easily accessible as it is now. And he literally inspired Chris Brown. He is walking in Michael Jackson's shoes like it's just crazy to to put that kind of pressure on somebody or to even disqualify Michael Jackson. And I think another thing too that because people did not was not around in those eras, it's easy for them to write off the impact that they had. It's easy for them to be like, "Yeah, young boy better than Lil Wayne" or something like that. When like you wasn't <laughs> even around to see that impact, you don't even know the stuff that they actually did. You know these songs because they were popular, but you didn't see them day to day or get to watch them do. You know, really from the ground up. I think it's really weird that people do that, and I don't think it's fair. And especially knowing how much Chris Brown loves Michael Jackson, I'm glad he shut it down too when he was talking to Big Boy, like saying that was cap. Because it's like Michael Jackson is the blueprint, the blueprint. Period. Beyonce ain't even seeing him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. It's just that the thing, the thing about Michael Jackson, because I think that what people um measure things. Uh, um, about his vocals, so I will say Chris Brown probably did have way stronger vocals than Michael Jackson. But the thing about Michael Jackson is he literally is the blueprint. He's he created those, those things. Mm-hmm. People like Beyonce, they have um, a major impact on the things that we see in pop culture and stuff like that. But it's always something that was inspired by something that mm-hmm. came before. Mm-hmm. It's never really something like she'll be probably like the first of our generation to do certain things or she probably do it come up with her own way of doing it which mm-hmm. i think is the part that people respect about her because she doesn't always use a direct copy of it but unfortunately a lot of the stuff that she does is is like piggyback or inspired by somebody else yeah she definitely invented surprise album drops yeah, she got a lot of things that she is like a pioneer for. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's really creative and she's different from 99, really 100% of her competition. So I can see why she would be compared to that. But she also was not even born or a baby when Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson or the whole family was laying the groundwork. So I just need people to stop saying stuff like that. It's really strange. It's like, and it just discredits people that even came before Michael Jackson. Like there are so many people who paved the way for performers and really helped music evolve. It's like when you think about like the original rap songs or the early on, the way they was rapping, they was not flowing like Twister. 
they was like a hip a hop they was not what we would call spitting but you can never discredit that because they laid the groundwork for what it is today and without them rapping how they rap people can't could not have developed their own flow and rap the way they do today and i feel like i see this a lot especially in the con and i know the comments is not a real place but it's still the audacity for me because it's like you don't lost your mind these people literally paved the way they paved the way yeah i mean that and that's the that's the conversation that even like down to Nicki Minaj, I think that the problem with Nicki Minaj is that she doesn't really, she's not receiving what people are saying. I think that she want, she's receiving that people are saying that she's a direct copy of Lil' Kim. But the problem is before Nicki Minaj, that style of rap, like when pe- when women were rapping, they weren't rapping sexual. They weren't rapping like hardcore like men like her. Like before that, before Lil' Kim, it was like Salt of Pepper, Queen Latifah, DeBrat, people like that. It wasn't given what Lil' Kim brought to the game. Adina and, Howard. Yeah. Adina, but even even Lil' Kim. No, I agree. Lil' Kim's delivery was way different than Adina mm-hmm. Howard because Adina Howard was was raunchy, but she didn't deliver her raps like her male counterparts. Yeah, I mean, Lil' Kim was very much in your face. This is what it is. It's yeah. not like and I'm she not. She was like one of the first women to like bring the designer shit to the game like nobody was really wearing it they were wearing men's clothes so she yep, was bringing yep. sexy to the game you know what i'm saying so that's the part where it's like that's why they want they, they're like you you know you owe her some sort of what you, you know whatever which i do feel like she gave her, her absolutely, she but she did early on but i think kim messed that up yeah I, I agree too i mean people don't want to agree with me on that but i'm like nikki always gave her her props her foxy and remy all three of them but you know, yeah, you more. know what, too, that doesn't help Lil Kim right now because I definitely know that she's an icon. But her current state, people take her, her as a joke image, now. Yeah. yeah, like the way she looks now, the way she might carry herself, and she, and even the things that I still see her in some outfits that I think are iconic. But because of the way she looks now, unfortunately, and I don't mean to sound problematic, it's not received the same because no, she seriously. definitely is and was a trend. She came to the Grammys with her titty out. <laughs> but I think I think that's what it is, and I think the way she might have responded to Nikki. But just like Nikki, Lil Kim was the one. Obviously, we had Foxy Brown, we had Queen Latifah, we had a lot of other female rappers, but she was the one of one. And I think Nikki came out and was also one on one. And not that Kim might have felt threatened, but I think she might have wanted a little bit more attention from her. She wanted her to like praise her. But I think Nikki is the same way towards fans yeah, or other sure. celebrities. Is for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely so. giving it. So maybe they're just too much alike. Mm. Also, sometimes I feel like, and this might not be the case with Nicki, but I feel like sometimes when artists are up and coming, they give props but only because they have to. I don't think they really be meaning it. I don't think they really yeah. care. They be like, who's your inspiration, Michael Jackson? <laughs> they don't be. Girl, <laughs> they just said it. It's going to be quite a great one. Your inspiration was, Mary J. Blige, you need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, or just be keep real. Nobody inspired you. Because I remember somebody asked me before, who was my? Who do I look up to? And I literally said nobody. And that's the truth. I'm sorry. I don't look up to anybody. I respect that. I don't. <laughs> I do. I genuinely do. I, I promise you. I mean, because it's it's been a long road for me to be confident in myself and just be confident in the work that I produce and everything like that. So I would say within the last three or four years, I've used myself as like my uh, my muse. Mm-hmm. I would say, but yeah, like too. for real. A lot of trial and error. From In my me, head, I'd be like, girl, ain't nobody seeing me. 
I spend a lot. Okay, period. Now I, don't, I ain't got. I'm not the stylist, but when it comes to handling business, I'm that girl, and that's on everybody. You, boo. That's everybody and their mama. But I definitely spend a lot of time to myself reflecting and thinking and writing notes, and I just draw stuff from there. Now, obviously, people have taught me things, but no person in particular has ever I have ever looked at them and be like, I want. That's what I want. I want that life. Yeah. I actually, I um, y'all know I'm a I I start I started being a fan of Deara and Ken like a year before they broke up, and so I do follow Deara's new YouTube channel and the girls in her comments they need to stand up. It's, it's I think like they do that. You know what's so crazy? People probably don't really feel like that. I think they do that to get recognized, like people by the person. Yeah, like people will say anything just to get a response. They be like, oh my God, Deara is living her best life. It's the life I want. You are I going. love her. I want to I want her life. Love, I you love hot dogs just like me. I, I do think that too. I do think they do it. It's just strange. That's all. And I'm I really admire Deara. Like she is doing her thing. Hmm. If 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 keeping the momentum was a person, and then I look over at Ken, I'm like, I know everybody got their own path, but it's like, dang. Like, I feel like Deara always had her own personal brand she always had passions and things to like but with ken it's almost like well dang what was he passionate about because he was because right now he just even i looked at his last youtube video and, and he just was kind of like winging it i'm like dang man but he'll find his way but diera the youtube girl has got to take notes yeah she's gonna um, keep that app alive <laughs> she definitely do she but she which is so crazy, but I think that people relate to her because she's not like, I feel like when I get on YouTube, everybody try to make that same voice. Everybody try to sound like Kim K, who was trying she to talk like she from she be her regular self. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Herself. Like she talked like somebody that you would know. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, what's I agree. up? Yeah, you know what I mean? watching her, and I used to be anti couple channels, but one day I seen a vlog, and I'm like, I yeah, because we'd be giving. Welcome yeah, to my YouTube, guys. And, and, and we want to talk about pave, pave, uh, paving the way. They definitely, they are the standard. They might not be together no more, but none yeah. of them couple channels can come. First, it was, it was on the way to being Queen Naja, but she thought uh, it's okay. Queen Naja took another. I, they got, I like their videos too, the Royal Family, but I don't really watch it like that. It's not. I mean, they're cool, but I don't subscribe. If YouTube <laughs> suggests it, I'll turn it on. I understand that people be having um, drama, but drama will really make me tune out because I think I've tuned out of um, Diara and Queen Naja because they both had like weird drama with their family and or relationship and stuff. And I just was, I don't know. I would say this: Diara and Ken them only really addressed like two things ever. Everything else they just ignored it, and they said they never had PR. That's fine. Anyhow, all right. So for this week's topic you know i had a topic in mind but in reality i think we might need a little bit more time to plan it out so i'm okay a, um, yeah i just want to i want to be well spoken and have my thoughts out and you as well i'll share it with you when we um start recording but i just wanted to talk about like anything that you have been have do you feel like since the year started you've gotten closer to anything that you've been pursuing like any goals um, so I didn't really set any goals this year for myself that were major because of me moving. Um, I think that was just my goal in itself was to just um, step out of my comfort zone, which was Atlanta, and experience different things. Like, I think here, my whole thing, and I, I, I keep having the same conversation, but I've, my problem uh, when I was in Atlanta is that I was always, I always felt weird for doing certain things because people would make fun of, like, this, the dumbest shit. Like, mm -hmm. 
okay, um, I noticed that I'm gaining weight. I noticed that I have high blood pressure. And I also noticed that when people incorporate more plant-based diets, that that stuff kind of goes away. They get it healthier. So, of course, me trying that, um, you know, going that route with, with, with my life will make sense. But people who don't want to do that, they looking at me like I'm trying to be bougie. I'm trying to be better than them. Oh, or I'm being, oh, you, you, you think you white. You think you this because I'm eating vegetables. Imagine that. Imagine you go to the grocery store and see vegetables and they say only white people can eat this. You got to eat hog mild pig feet and real. You know what I'm saying? And that's ignorant for me to even say that, but it's just like, it's so ignorant for you to to say to me that I'm trying to be white or be something that I'm not just because I'm choosing to um, buy water, uh, buy bottles of essential water instead of getting the Kroger brand water. I think a lot of that is rooted in insecurity, if that makes sense. It is, I think but that I, it's, so, it's so weird. It's very weird, because and that's why sometimes it's best for people to just not say anything and just listen. Listen to learn, not listen to respond, because I think that when people see something that's so different, they just have... I can't really explain it. I don't mean necessarily call people insecure, but in a way it is. It's because it's like people that are secure with the things they do, the things they like, they don't really care or they shouldn't really care what other people are doing in that aspect. Like for me, when I first start, stopped eating pork, people would like eat a burger, but bite it real hard. Be like, mm. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't want it. So yeah, please enjoy it. But if people say something like, oh, why are you going hiking? That's for white people. Deep down, they want to do stuff like that too, but they don't know nobody else that can do it. So if you doing it, they got to give you some slack for it, some flat for it, just for them to later on down the line team up and do it. Like I see a lot of black people shooting the hooch now, which is, hey, cool, do your thing. But before, that was a white people thing. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all go in a big group of 10, now y'all living life. It's like, no, these, all these things are, thank you God. Just do that alone. Like, and I tell people that all the time, like my friends are ask me my opinion on stuff. Um, they ask me my opinion on stuff. Like, for instance, my friend asked me something recently about some shoes. I'm going to be honest about it. Like, oh, every time, like, I don't like the shoe. I think it's ugly. Like, I, I don't, I think that it looks like a knockoff of something else. I, I don't, you know, I don't really like the shoe. But when they was in the store and they were trying to buy it, I was like, get it. Because you want it. Right. I, not I, I don't, I'm not oh, wearing so the shoe. Was, okay. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So we're in a yeah. store. I'm like, okay, yeah, buy it. And then when I'm like, I, when somebody else brought it up, I'm like, I think that shoe is so ugly. And they're like, well, why would you tell me to buy it if you think I'm ugly? Because you wanted it. Because you want the shoe. You like so, it. So are you saying you only want it if other people want it too? It's like, if it's yeah. your style, that's how you identify your personal style. Just I do, yeah, that that is, yeah, I can understand that. I do, so, no, that's something so I'm, yeah. And I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. That's so now I, I think that, I think that I, I have accomplished a lot of my goals this year. Like, I just, I, like, I'm refinding myself. I'm finding things that I like. I'm just uh, trying new things that I normally wouldn't try. I'm meeting new people, which is new for me because um, the way that I meet people is through social media for the most part. And I've always done that. Like, I've, I met pretty much all my friends through social media, whether it was MySpace, Facebook, Except something. me? Well, yeah, no, nah, not you, but you know what I mean. But friend, um, that's the, now that ain't a good way to be my friend. You gonna get ignored? <laughs> but now I'm like social media though. people in person. Like I go to yeah. events, I speak to people, exchange. I exchange social media. I, I think the number thing is a little too personal um, because some people have been texting me, and I'm like, "How do you have my?" Natalie Nunn texts me. 
like a month ago. How do you have my number? How do you even know me? <laughs> Better watch mouth. She's gonna expose you and try to get you on Bad Boy South. Won't. That ain't even my brand, boo. Fighting some Marco. I will literally mace the whole house and just go home. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So Jonathan gonna have your dreads in his hat. That's my friend. <laughs> hey friend. Hey friend. He never mind. Okay. Um, so I I don't remember what my goals were. I think it was to just make more money. That's usually my ongoing goal. But um buying my investment property was not an initial goal. I always wanted to do it, but I wasn't actively working to pursue it because I felt like I needed a little bit more information and I got the information. And that's this the thing about me. Once I decide to do something, I got 30 seconds before I execute it. I don't even <laughs> have time to drag it out. I'd be like, all right. I was talking to somebody about buying this investment property, and then in 19 days, it was closing day. <laughs> Listen, I, now I, I will commend you on that because once you got your mind on something, you not stopping until you do it. Yeah, I can't. I obsess over it. Now, I do, you know, I've talked about in several episodes two things. I've wanted to talk about relocating, and I want to buy a house or have some kind of home with a yard. And so that is an ongoing goal. And the only reason why I haven't acted on it is because I have a home that is very sufficient now. And the things that I want in my next home are not necessities. And I feel like I will be in a much better position if I continue to buy investments or invest in general before tying the bulk of my money up in this expensive home that will eliminate the opportunity to buy more investment property. Because basically, you know, when you have like rental properties and things like that, the money that you make is counted as income. And so that cancels out the debt per se. So mm. if um so basically I can get three, four, five, a hundred thousand more investment properties. But as long as I'm making income, I can buy a house and it won't look like I'm in debt. It won't them houses not really gonna make a negative impact. It's gonna break yeah. even or create more income, create more profit. So once I um the house my rental property thing is a little shaky right now. Not because of my doing this is because people are weird. Um but we having some moment Y'all, let me tell y'all something. I, I actually had to take it off. I So I listed my property for rent on Facebook Marketplace. And on everything I love, Mama June applied. Well, she didn't apply. She reached out to me for more information. And I was like, I know this ain't who I think it is. I went on her page. It was absolutely her. She had them went live, everything. Like I'm like, okay. Now, the thing is, I have a specific audience that I am renting to. And she is not that audience. And I don't want to tell my business but it was not a discriminatory thing. It was just more so like you didn't read the post clearly. She yeah. Didn't read yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, it's yeah. You have a, you literally got the house for a specific reason. And that's what it says on the description. And that's why I took it off Facebook. Cause people don't read over there. I'm like, I'm not, then y'all can already find my personal page. Like I don't want that. So we're not using that no more, but my friends that she had success over there. Godspeed to her. But it ain't for me. So next up on my list. So yeah, that's just really the biggest thing. I um I increased my investment towards retirement. Y'all know I'm retiring by 40. Um, so that's been a big thing I've been looking into. And I just want to put myself in a position. I want to be recession proof. I know that's not a hundred percent possible, but I don't want to get so far ahead of myself with all these investments that I end up having end up losing everything. So I am trying to be smart about it. Um, I definitely want to um, have passive income. I'm not looking for get rich quick stuff. So even if it's an extra $90 a month, that is, that is profit. So, yeah. you know, 
just looking at my margins that way, I still I definitely want to provide fair housing to people. So I'm not looking to come up off of these people's backs. But you know, as long as they take care of my stuff, I'll take care of them. So really that's it. I mean, I want my hair to grow a little longer. My hair got a little damaged from my braids I had because I wasn't properly taken care of. But that's a goal. Cause I feel like my hair, and this is so like uh I guess uh this is what's the word when people are reading into themselves? Not selfish, but Bang. superficial. But um, my hair has always been the same length. I always end up having to trim it and it go back to the... So this year has been the longest my hair has ever been in my life, which is wild. So I've been trying to take care of it. My hairstylist is amazing. So we working on that. She told me last time she washed it. My hair getting long. So shout out to Bree. What's up, Bree? Hey, um, on top up? of that, I am ready for... um. I'm, I'm going to probably regret this, but I'm looking forward to building a family, I think. And I, I really think this estate planning has has changed that. I don't, but it's still like 50-50. Like, because I've said this before and then I've changed my mind. I don't know if you I you you're gonna change your mind, but I just I'm excited of even the thought of it. I think that this is what I think about often, and this is the only reason why I think about it. I am gonna get older and older, and I am gonna end up alone. And what am I going to have? My friends and family going to either be passed on or have their own family. And it's going to be little old me and whoever I'm with. God willing, we die, we grow old together. But I don't want to be lonely when I get older. And not that I need kids for that, but there is a reason why people rely on family. And so mm. not that it's not, it's not a definite choice. I'm still on birth control for the foreseeable future. But I think that I am interested um, in having a family with a sufficient amount of space, sufficient income, and a nice quality of life. Now, listen, this could change tomorrow. It actually just changed already. <laughs> so but you don't I want no family no more? Huh? So you don't want no family no more? No, it's not that I don't want it. I just, I just, I just enjoy the life I've created for myself. That's all. That's really what it boils down to. Mm. And it's not that I, I, enjoy- I enjoy your life looking at it. It's, it's real <laughs> sweet. I mean, I really do. I, I really do. I mean, I feel like I've changed some. Just watching how you move, I've changed some stuff. I mean, I'm a little. I appreciate you know. that, and I want to be able to pass down the stuff I learned to a kid. But let me—I've been told that having kids is never in the anxiety, and I don't have time to be fighting teachers, fighting daycare centers, fighting police, fighting other kids because of how they made my. I'm so I'm protective over Hazel. I can't imagine how I do over a child, and that's neither here nor there. Obviously. That's just part of responsibility. But I think what what I think about is when I decide to have kids, I'm not gonna be able to travel as much. Like I can pretty much almost up and go. I will have a lot less time to myself, and that's just so important. To me time to myself is so important. Man. Hey, people it's do just, not understand that. When you have kids, even when you have a dog, that goes away and it does not come back. Like it's gone. And so I don't. I feel like a lot of people get married and or have kids prematurely, and because solely because they want those things, but I don't think they always consider that aspect. And I've heard people say this countless times like hey man if you can wait wait and i've always had that in mind and so for me it's just like oh my god the fact that my house is quiet right now my dog is laid out i'm not changing pampers and that's a beautiful thing obviously they're not going to be a baby forever at some point they'll become self-sufficient but as they get older so will i you know what i'm saying so it's like am i going to be able to continue enjoy my life and i have a right to be selfish about that but i do when i see people um I was looking at something. 
I don't know who I was watching recently, but basically it was ba- it's just something that made me see the beauty in parenthood. I think it was someone's child growing up. Oh, okay. So there's this girl I follow on TikTok named Clark. She's a young girl. She's like 21. But um, she's at, I really like her because she's a law student. She just got her head on straight, but she also lives a very um she dates a lot. Dates a lot of older men, a lot of men with money. I mean, a very unique situation. I don't even know how I end up on that side of TikTok. But her mom was in town and they were on live together. And um her mom was so cool. She really reminded me of myself. And so the way that they were talking to each other and how they were getting along, and she was really proud of Clark. Like she's in law school. She's just doing well, she's pre-law, but she's gonna be a lawyer. She's she's got these great internships. And I'm like, it must be really rewarding for your child. God willing, you survive to see it, but you to have your child who to become exactly what you intended for them to be. That has to be really rewarding. And I like I think yeah. that's a cool feeling. But do I want to wait 20 years to see that? That's a long time. I think, I mean, um, just, I think that me watching people raise kids, um, um, I watched how that changed people, and I watched how rewarding that it could be just Mm -hmm. having kids. That makes me want to continue, because I think that the problem is I just, I want kids, but I want a lot of kids just because, I knew how it felt to just be the only child in the house. Now, I'm not the only child, but my sister is 14 wow. years older than me. So mm-hmm. by the time I'm like five, six years old, old enough to know what's going on and, you know, just figure out, try to at least attempt to figure out who I am. I'm in the house by myself because my sister is, she got her own kids at that point, And mm-hmm. she live alone, you know, live with them. So I, I know how that felt for me. And um, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the reasons why I do certain things is because I didn't have um, I didn't have nobody in the house with me. So if I have a child, they need brothers and sisters, regardless. Yeah, so I, I agree. I do queen. not want to have an only child, so I need to have twins or adopt. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to adopt. I do want I do want at least two kids of my of my own that are biologically mine, but I don't mind adopting. Um, I'm always wonder what my child gonna look like, so I, that's the only yeah. thing that made me want to carry it. I just I don't know, but I've also kind of written myself off as the rich uncle this year, so yeah, I don't I've know. been crowned that a long rich auntie a long time ago. But I, shoot, they getting expensive this Christmas time. I'm like, dang, I just wanted to get y'all a little gift card. Now that's fine. That's it. once a year, boo. I know, but that one year maybe birthdays. Maybe mm-hmm. birthdays. They old enough to have preferences now. That's fine. I ain't got. I don't have to feed them every day. I don't have to buy them clothes every day. I don't have yeah, to take them. You right school. about that. I don't have to pay for school. I don't have to pay for daycare. So them little two That's kids. That's nothing. My kids, you know, they maybe they'll go to public school in the beginning. It's just so many things, and I just, I just want my life. Like I think that my life is good now, but it's just not good enough to 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 what I want. And I don't know if I'll ever reach that point. So I don't know. But I definitely do not want to raise my kids in Atlanta. Sorry to y'all, um, but. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Y'all wish me luck. I, it probably won't happen. It may happen. Who even knows? But I do think about it sometimes. And the only the only thing that just that makes me think about it is the part when they become adults and you are proud of them for, for following the proper steps of life. It's not yeah. the pushing out the baby. It's not changing dookie pappers, getting peed on by your son, them calling you mean and telling you they hate you and you're ruining their life. So, you know. It got real deep. Yeah, it did. All that stuff, I'd be like, see, that's why. Uh-uh. I ain't got time. <laughs> and I know every child is different, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But that's all. I, um, 
this same person keeps submitting interest in my property, sir, you already did. Child, this one person is 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 gonna make me do their makeup. I keep telling them I'm not available. They find it another day. What about this day? Who what about is tomorrow? Who is it that girl? Somebody's sister? You got your phone? <laughs> I do. Oh, scared. Oh, scared. I wanted to revisit something that you said earlier. <laughs> oh, you had a problem with her before. Didn't you? Because she didn't want you to post a certain picture? Yeah. Lame ass hoe. I'm sorry. But, um... So I want to revisit something you said earlier. When I said that also Crispy only had a thousand something followers, I saw a tweet, and it might have been the same one you're talking about, that talked about like, so what if you only got a hundred views? Like imagine a hundred people sitting in front of you. And I will say I got a little discouraged. Sometimes with the podcast, off and on, I'd be like, I wonder what's gonna be our like what number are we gonna stop at? Like I enjoyed on the podcast, but um I sometimes I'll see podcasts that I don't unfortunately I don't think are as funny. And it's doing extremely well. And it work, and it's not that's not necessarily envy, but it does make me wonder if we tapping into the right market, if we talk about the right things, blah, blah, blah. But people are attracted to what they treasure. We can't control that. But um, you know, at one point we were getting several hundred views, listens per episode, then it went down some. And when the pandemic went out, it went out a little bit more. I'm just like, oh, like what's happening? But when I think about those 150, 200, 300 people sitting in front of us that's crazy that's amazing that's to lot. think about it I is have, a lot i always say that i don't have a lot of i'm like i'm like i don't have as many like people who do what i do and they you know whatever they have a lot of followers and i'm like i only have forty one thousand. but just imagine me in a room lot. with forty one thousand people i would probably yeah. see the knife exactly so i just had to seeing that tweet actually like made me feel a little bit better about it and i don't really get down about it but i do think that we're pretty got darn funny and I think, yeah. um, but I know that a lot, a lot of po- popular podcasts, believe it or not, are all connected. They all know each other. They all have the same network and that's beneficial. And I'm not tripping. I don't care. I don't plan on being a professional podcaster at any point unless the opportunity presents itself. But I have had moments where I'm like, all right, like, what can we be doing differently? What else can we be talking about? How can we be more creative? But I think that doing, like, obviously there's ways that people can rebrand, branch out, and be more efficient. But I don't want to do anything that's not true to me either. So I want to be myself, talk about things that I want to talk about, and then keep it that way. Keep it that way! Tyrese voice. Okay. Anyways, so um, what's coming up for me, man? So I lost a relative this week. Rest in peace, peace, my Uncle Ricky. I got a funeral on Saturday. Did you know my Uncle Ricky? No, I don't think so. I feel like you maybe been to his house before. He stayed over there by Fickett. Maybe not. No, I haven't. I haven't. Hazel has her final training session this weekend. It was supposed to be last weekend, but last weekend was a holiday. And then I'm going to church on Sunday with my friends Bryson and Desiree. Okay. The pastor is retiring, so we're going to go and um, show some love. Is this the church that y'all been going to? Mm-hmm. We only okay. went together as a group once. We have been looking virtually, or they have been looking virtually for a moment of transparency. Uh, but I've been trying to, you know, anyway, neither here. God's still working on me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, hopefully I'll be uh, getting some ink dried on some leases because people, man, people be ghosting y'all. People have you driving to a whole nother state for nothing, they'll have you drafting up leases for nothing. 
and I get it. That's how it goes, but it's a little frustrating. So I'm a, I'm new to this, so I'm just you know getting my feet wet. But I I have a very and I'm not gonna say I have a very high expectation for service. I expect what is off what is presented. Now when I don't yeah. get it, I'm not I'm not with it. Mm. So anyway, gotta take my car to the shop early in the morning. What else can I say? That's really it. So I have a I, I have a busy. The next four weeks, pretty much. Yes. So when do you leave again? So um, I was supposed to leave on the 28th. And since I live in California, I have to leave before everybody else. So now I leave on the 26th, which is Sunday. Sunday, Um, okay. So I leave on Sunday. But um, it's a busy week. It's BT week. So, so many people are in town. So I have to get my house clean before I leave. I just want to make sure that the refrigerator is cleaned out. You know, my... Sheets and stuff are clean, so the way when I come home, I come home to a clean home. Yeah, that's the best feeling. Yeah, it's not smelly in here because the trash isn't stuck out or something is old in the refrigerator. Um, So I want to do that. Um, I do have a few clients and shoots and stuff, so much. I haven't even begun to pack. Um, I've been adding all the countries I'm going to, the weather to my phone, so I know how to pack. Um, (laughs) I've been doing the same thing. What else? Um, um, so I got AccuView contacts now. So I have to go back for my follow-up appointment tomorrow. And I don't know if I'm going to go through with it because um, it could be because I slept in them for three days. Oh, my God. You do not supposed to sleep. They scratch your cornea. You're not supposed to sleep in contacts. Okay, go ahead, though. I ain't going to judge you. I already judged you, though. So the first day... I just don't like the contact thing. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of it. I don't like the fact that it's not easy to take out of my eye because I could put them in easy, but taking them out is kind of hard. Um, and then I can feel them. Like, yeah. I felt like when I put the contacts in, I was constantly putting in eye drops to keep them moisturized. Um, I was, it just was not comfortable. I would now, rather. You born, okay, let me ask you two things. So, getting them off can be hard, but my method. I literally touch the contact and I turn my eye and it literally comes. Oh yeah, out. I slide it down and then I just kind of like boom. Yeah, it's even it's just weird. I don't know, just me doing it that. Might, you might not. just they just might not be for you because. Yeah. I I love I love them, but my first time trying them, I didn't love them, but I grew to love them because I just had to get used to it. It's like when you um when you use intense listerine, it's like dang, this song got fire in it. Yeah, I don't but know. But you get used to it. <laughs> So I think contact things, like you said, is just not for me. So I think I'm going to just... They're expensive anyway. That's why I'm getting LASIK. Once I run out of contacts, yeah. I'm going to get LASIK. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just call them and just tell them I'm not coming. Just tell them that I don't want to do the contact thing. Because that's on, that's the only reason what she wants me to come in for is to just do a follow-up appointment about them. But I think ultimately that they're just not um, for me. So what, what would you benefit from? Do you get prescription sunglasses or like how do you wear them? Um, I just I just, I was just wearing them around, but I I got them specifically because I wanted to wear sunglasses because mm-hmm. I I have sunglasses and I want to buy some, and that would be the only reason why I would use the contacts for real. Or if I want to go out and the, I feel like the glasses taken away from my look, I'll yeah, do the contacts. Yeah, but. I don't see myself using them contacts that much. I really like these glasses. I really like the other glasses I got. And I plan on getting more glasses. 
Um, so I'll just deal with that for now. So like yeah, and if you got some really nice sunglasses that you like, you can always get prescription lenses, and they give you the original non-prescription lens, so you can pop them in and out if you want. So that's what I do. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna probably do that. Yeah, that's okay. So, um, I get yeah, it. It's um, definitely cut, and some people don't even like touching their eyes. It's just to each their own. But I'm, if when it comes, yeah, to I'm contact, very picky about that. Like I only yeah. put it in my contacts when I get out of the shower because I know that it's nothing on my hands. Yeah, <laughs> like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely had soap on my hands before, but yeah, I don't mind them. I feel it though. Hey, don't force it. But they gave you how many trial ones did they give you? One, cause they cheat. Oh, okay, and you slept in them. Jesus Christ, brother! I slept on them for three days. You're not the first, but I did when I first tried them because I was scared to take. I didn't know how to take them out, but then I got. I just forced myself to try them out. So the third day, I woke up, my eyes was glued shut. I said, "Oh yeah, these gotta come out." <laughs> One thing about me, I I rub my eyes often, and they always end up falling on the floor. Now, when I got nails, that's what I have to practice on. I'm trying to think when I go on my the contacts fall on the floor. I be rubbing my eyes rig- like vigorously. That happened to me before, so that's what another reason. I sometimes used to fall out um, if I had an air on in my car. Yeah, I don't know what's up with y'all. You got some some kind of eyeballs. You got them Mr. Worthies. I know he can't wear contacts. Can't even blink. Just kid. I hope he's doing well. Oh, why she look like this? I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up, y'all. It's been another episode of OZ Podcast. Holla okay. at your girl. Holla at your swearable. And your world boo. Okay, yeah. wait. So this is the last episode until you come back. Uh, unless you want to do it by yourself, but yeah. I'll let y'all know. Um, <laughs> unless you want to do some solo episodes until I get so back. So you come back? I, July the 24th? I come, the back, I come back on the... I come back on the 11th, but then I have work here because it's going to be... Um, I have a few days, so I can record when I come back, but... Um, I know that I have to do. I have to go to like Miami for Rolling Loud. I have to go to another. I have to go to Washington. Yeah, but you gonna need time to rest. I know. So yeah, that's well, no pressure. Yeah, I probably will do some solo episodes. I'm gonna surprise y'all next week, so you gotta hold your breath. Just kidding. I might talk about the thing that I wanted to talk about today because it's more of a personal um complaint. <laughs> now chime in. Period. All right, y'all. Well, see y'all next time, whenever that is. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> see y'all soon. When I come back, I'll have so many new stories and things to tell you guys. Okay. Girl, I'm going to know a new language by the time I come back, so I don't know what you're talking about. You said I'm going to do what? I'm going to know a new language, so I'm going to come back. I know that's Roy. I've been, I've been, well, Janae sent me a link to learn some Korean terms, so hopefully I can pick those. Girl, up. please. I ain't even going to do it. I'm going to go over there like this to everything. <laughs> That's what I said. I be texting her that all the time. <laughs> she's she's so um you know I love a tech savvy organized person. We got a Google Sheets where we've been like listening to stuff to do and then leaving notes for each other. It's been very. That's how I like to operate. Not looking for tribe. Because yeah, I'm yeah. final tribe and stay there. I was talking about. I went to lunch with my friend Joby today, and I was telling him how much I appreciate him as like a friend because. He is my type of friend. Yeah, he's a I know low, he's a low maintenance friend. That. He's a low maintenance friend. I love that. Like, yep. that's I my friend it. Leah. She don't be out. She don't be out partying. That's her. You can do that if you want to, but I ain't got to worry about her trying to get me to come out and do all that. It's yeah. like see you when I see you. Period. Yeah, period. Okay. Cool. All right. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>